good evening. It is so good to see you. Merry Christmas. Thank you again for making this service a part of your family's Christmas tradition this year, our Christmas Eve Eve service. My name is Nathan, one of the pastors here. I'd love to tell you about the first time that I attended this service. I use air quotes because I wasn't actually here the first time I attended the service. This was seven years ago. I was on an airplane on my way to surprise my wife, now Jess, and ask for her to marry me. And so I had one of my friends here at the church take a picture of the beautiful sanctuary right down the center aisle and sent it to me so that I could post it to social media as a diversion since I was with you guys worshiping in the Christmas Eve service, but really I was on my way. There was snow, there was several plane delays, it was a crazy, and it's a good story. So I'd love to tell you about it sometime, come and ask me. But that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. We're here to listen to the greatest story ever told. So if you want to follow along in a Bible, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 21. Luke 2, verses 8 through 21. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Father, would you please let us see this text with fresh eyes and expectant hearts as we hear the song that the angels sing. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kids, any kids out there? How excited are you for Christmas? Yeah, everybody's excited for Christmas. What do you do when you're excited? 
run around, you know, scream at the top of your lungs. There's just a few days left. I know my daughter, Della, this morning, after our breakfast, this is around 9 a.m., she said, okay, Dad, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. And then when I wake, we can open presents. And I said, Della, that is a good try, but we have a few more sleeps until Christmas. She was so excited. She just can't wait. She wanted to go to bed so that she could wake up again. And adults, you know, this is true for us too. You know, we get excited to give and to receive presents. I don't know about you, but a week ago, I was so excited. There was snow in the forecast in Capital Weather Gang you know, for Christmas Day, it looks like it has dissipated. But I was excited, expectant even, that it was going to snow. Maybe you were too, to bust out your sled, that cross-country tracksuit that you've been saving for such a time as this. Now imagine if you were waiting, not just for two days or for a couple months or a year, but imagine that you were waiting for a really long time. A really long time, like thousands of years. How excited would you be when that moment finally arrived? And that's what tonight's message is about. A group of angels who are so excited that they burst onto the scene in this pasture, singing glory to God in the highest. Surprising these Shepherds, singing under the stars much like we are this evening. Isn't this beautiful? And usually, we know in Scripture that there's only one angel when God has a message to deliver. But there are significant moments in the history of Israel in which a multitude shows up. A heavenly host, as our text says this evening. At, for example, creation when the stars were sung into existence. And at the covenant with Moses and Mount Sinai. At the consummation when Christ will come again in majesty and glory. And at the childbirth, as we just read, when the Son of God entered into history in order to provide a salvation for His people. And so tonight I want us to look real briefly, I know it's cold, three things in this passage. The first is an unlikely audience. You see it in these first two verses. Who does this message come to first? Perhaps you would expect there's a census going on, so maybe the director of the Census Bureau. Or maybe you start with the top of the food chain, let's go visit Caesar. But that's not what God does. God comes to some simple shepherds. Society's rejects in many ways to share this good news. And from a human perspective, it's all backwards. The majestic arrival of the King, Jesus, is announced not in a palace, but in a pasture. But this story tells us something about God's heart. And his humble beginnings. It shows God's heart and his concern for all people. Regardless of their status in the world. Regardless of their vocation. 
Luke will talk about this a lot in his two-volume series, Luke and Acts, that the gospel extends to those who are marginalized, to the outsiders, to the tax collectors, to adulterers. And that means that's good news for us as well. We are that unlikely audience, but the good news is that it is coming to all people. Good news is, this comes to the most unlikely audience, including you and I. But the great thing is, it came at just the right time. So look at verse 11. We see the timely message, the news that's announced. And this is perhaps one of the most famous verses read during the Christmas times. Maybe you've watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special already this year, or if you've been to New York City and seen the Radio City Rockettes and their Christmas Spectacular, they read this verse. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Paul says in Galatians that in the fullness of time God has decided decided to enter in born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. That's what the message is. That's what this title is announced to us, this threefold title, Savior, Christ, Messiah, the Lord. The unlikeliest of stories to the unlikeliest of audiences. And maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you've heard this passage preached many Christmas Eves. I want you to see it with fresh eyes again this evening. Because we're reminded why we have this story in the first place. If you go back just a few verses in Luke chapter 1 verse 4, he tells us that he's telling us these stories that we might have certainty concerning the things that we've been taught. Because the amazing part of this story that we've read this evening is that it's true. And we know it's true because Luke recorded it. These shepherds witnessed it and shared that good news. And let's see the shepherds, what their response is to receiving that startling message in their pasture. We see, point number three, the transforming response. The shepherds went from fear, if you remember the old King James Version, they were sore afraid in verse 9, to rejoicing in verse 20. And the question is, how does that happen? Very simply, we see that in verses 12 through 16. The angels tell the shepherds, you've got to go investigate. You've got to go see this baby Jesus for yourself. And so they do. And it makes all the difference in the world. They, they could have stayed in that pasture as majestic as receiving that announcement would have been, but they went to that little town of Bethlehem to visit this Christ child. And we see their response in verse 20, that they went, returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as had been told them. They heard the song and they responded in worship, just like the angels, just like we're doing this evening. 
And a cool part of this verse too, they didn't just stop there. It would have been great to receive the news, which is amazing. But verse 17 says, they made known the saying that was told them concerning this child. So they shared it with those around them. Because they had been transformed from the inside out and they couldn't help but take that good news to those around them. That baby lying in the manger changed everything for the shepherds. And the point of this evening is that baby lying in the manger changes everything for us as well. So the question to all think about is how have you heard Have you seen the miracle of Christmas? Humble, lowly, baby Jesus, come to save us from our sins. The question then is, how will you respond to this hearing and seeing? My prayer is that we would all be able to believe this good news that it would, for those who are already Christians, that it would give you greater certainty about this amazing faith that you have. Or perhaps you would make this faith your own for the first time this evening so that we can all join in the angels' song. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, in this season, would you help us to behold our Savior, to worship and adore him like the shepherds, like the angels, as we hear this good news proclaimed to us that God has made a way that God and sinners are reconciled. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.